Today is Wednesday, September 22nd. The title for our devotional is The Pharisees' Response. Yesterday we read through John 9, in which John tells the story of Jesus healing a man who was born blind. If you didn't read through the story or listen to it yesterday, go to yesterday's devotional and read through it or listen to it before beginning today's, because we're not going to read through it all again today. In this story, the disciples ask maybe the biggest question in the human experience, at least one of them. Why do bad things happen to good people? Or why is there so much evil? Why is there so much suffering in the world? This is commonly known as the problem of evil, and it's a really big question. The disciples think they know the answer to the question. Either this man sinned, or his parents sinned, for him to be born blind like this. This was a generally agreed upon conclusion for the Jews in this day. This is the operating theological assumption of the day, and so the disciples ask which one it is. Because, of course, it can only be one of these two. Jesus essentially says that they're both wrong. But he doesn't really give a comprehensive, thorough, further explanation, which we all wish he would have. That would have just settled a big debate that has existed forever. But he doesn't, so we won't hear. He simply reveals that there are more reasons for suffering, and the problem is bigger than they had previously perceived. For today, let's simply just look at the response of the Pharisees to Jesus healing this man born blind and how they handled this challenge to their theological assumptions. Again, this is John's way of showing us in the story how we are to handle, and for that matter not handle, challenges to our preconceived theological assumptions. So let's look at the Pharisees and the Jews. Pharisees, they provide the example of what not to do, as they often do in Scripture. Note the certainty with which they speak. Uh, John 9, 16, some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God. They had already predetermined that Jesus was not from God. For he does not keep the Sabbath. And their reasoning is that he didn't keep the Sabbath as they perceived he should have, uh, as their further laws from the Old Testament dictated that one should keep the Sabbath. But others asked, how can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. There was division among the Pharisees. Some were starting to deconstruct this theology and to think through it based on their experiences with Jesus. So kudos to those Pharisees who dared to ask questions about how Jesus could perform these signs if he were a sinner. They're almost there. But for the rest of the story, the others who were convinced that Jesus was not of God dominate the rest of the story. John 9, 24, we pick it up. It says, a second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth. They said, we know this man is a sinner. Again, we know that this man is a sinner. John 9, 28 uh, through 29. Then they hurled insults at him. This is when they brought the man born blind back in after he'd been healed. You are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. Again, note their language here. We know that God spoke to Moses. But as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. Then after going back and forth, they dig even deeper into their preconceived notion, pride, and arrogance, despite the obvious miracle before them. And even more, the Son of God is in their midst. John 9.34, to this they replied, You were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Then, in the last exchange, Jesus reminds the Pharisees that they are spiritually blind because of their inability to see Jesus for who he truly is, despite the obvious, overwhelming evidence before them. Yet, their guilt remains because they claim to know the truth, that is, they have pronounced their judgment that Jesus is not the Son of God. 
John 9, 39 to 41, Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What? Are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin, but now that you claim that you can see, your guilt remains. So, moral of the story, don't be like the Pharisees. On this text, D.A. Carson, New Testament scholar and commentator, uh, he writes, Pastorally speaking, John is again stressing the point that a certain poverty of spirit and abasement of personal pride, especially over one's religious opinions, and a candid acknowledgement of spiritual blindness are indispensable characteristics of the person who receives spiritual sight. True revelation at the hands of Jesus. He later writes, Jesus did not come to a world of sinners aware of their need and eager to be rid of their sin. Even those who entirely rely on genuine but inadequate light, that is the Old Testament revelation, may prove too arrogant to admit the depth of their blindness. For reflection time today, has your arrogance and pride clouded your sight from seeing the truth of Jesus? Have you proven to be, quote, as D.A. Carson said, too arrogant to admit the depth of your blindness? Have you humbled yourself to, again, quote him, a certain poverty of spirit, abasement of personal pride, and acknowledged your spiritual blindness so that you more may more clearly see Jesus? This humility is where we must begin.